Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. My name is Matt Beebe. <laughs> and my name is John. George. And that, I want to promise, is the end of the Borat impressions, <laughs> but I cannot promise. You can't make that promise, Beebe. This is the most I impressionable film series of all time, right? Ever, this is everyone, everyone has an impression. Here's the thing about the Borat impression is everyone has one and does one all the time. And it's never funny. And it made everyone believe that Borat wasn't actually that funny. But the movie Borat is pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's just everyone said my wife so many times <laughs> that we all went, ugh, Borat again? <laughs> yep. It's just so many people just to quote the most random parts of this movie which are quotable <laughs> if you've seen the movie i guess and they're i mean it, it's funny to me just how how much people like have driven my wife into the ground because i i guess it's funny how he says my wife but i don't think it's like nowhere near yeah. the funniest joke in the film well here's the thing is like i wanted to talk about this because we're not doing a critics corner this week because i went on to all the review sites that i usually go to and all the reviews are just like the same shit over and over again. And it's a lot of stuff that we've already seen on Critics Corner. Um, but I wanted to talk about uh, sort of and examine this phenomenon, which is apparently people did just think the reason Borat was funny is because he said my wife and very nice and great success and all that. <laughs> um, and not for the reasons that it's actually funny. There is this massive uh, contingent on um on social media and on these review sites of all these people being like the first Borat was so funny and this one's just SJW garbage and they're uh, the movie's just telling you to vote for Joe Biden it's not like it's not funny anymore and I'm like so Borat <laughs> the film where Sasha Baron Cohen makes fun of Bush era Americans and sort of the toxic American nationalism uh, that makes our people look really stupid. Uh, that was really, really funny. Not because of that stuff, but because he said my wife and high five. <laughs> and in this one, he doesn't. He's. He, I feel like he does say my wife, but he yeah. is. And in this one, funny. despite saying all the funny Borat phrases <laughs> and doing basically what he did in the first one, just more modern, this one's not funny. This one's making fun of me and my friends, as opposed to the one in 2006, which was not, I guess. They literally did not see the first movie, BB. <laughs> it's... They either didn't see it or they it just fucking blew right over their heads. I, like I the, the scene how. in the first movie where he gets that one guy to be like, yeah, we should hang gays like in your country. Like, yeah, I guess that wasn't anything. Yeah, no. That wasn't a laugh moment. <laughs> I didn't watch that part, actually, because Borat wasn't saying anything like funny. Like he wasn't saying a funny phrase or anything. So I kind of just like skipped yeah. over until we got to the next. Yeah, part. I fast forward it until I got <laughs> to the next my wife. So <laughs> I didn't see any of that political nonsense, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was just so insane to me going through all these reviews and everyone was like, first Borat, super funny. This new Borat, mm -mm, don't, I won't have all these politics in my Borat movie. <laughs> Which I think, I mean, I even I agree. I think the, new, the first one was funnier. But I, for the people who think it's, who thinks the first one's funnier because it had no politics, they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely dumb. It's just like... 
I I don't even know how you could possibly miss that, but they did it somehow. Yep. It's because it's so long ago at this point that they've like changed. I don't know. They've changed the movie in their head, and the, and at the time, no one cared when things were political. Pol- political back then, when media was political, no one gave a shit as much as they do now. Like I feel like I see on Twitter, like yeah. leave politics out of this, leave politics out of that, all the time. Now, and yeah. back then, no one gave. But a shit it's as always much. been that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about this more in our discussion, but it's. It's basically, I think, a big part is just sort of how the political landscape has shifted and how, like, in the Bush era, you know, these conservative Southern people who Borat was interacting with were generally more, like, mask-on. Like, you know, they were conservatives, and they would sort of dance around this, like, we don't like gay people, we don't like black people, you know, all this terrible stuff. And Borat would sneak in and, like, get them to say it. Yeah. And that's what was so brilliant about the first movie. Whereas this one, it's like people just say that shit now and Borat doesn't have to be there. Like, <laughs> yep, exactly. it's insane how casual this one is. Like, there's so little infiltration at this point. It's just like, if you want someone to say an insane racist thing, like you can just get them to do it and they'll do it because that's where we are now as a country. Yeah, you can just go to their Twitter and they've said it proudly many times over and over again. Yeah. People are proud of it now. Borat doesn't have to sneak in anywhere. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it is it's, it's not a trick anymore. Which I think he adapted to that very well, which we'll talk about once we get yeah, to the Yeah, absolutely. Um, but first, we watched movies this week. And a, and a big shock to everyone. Crazy. Both of us watched other movies these past few weeks. So we're going to talk about them. And all of mine came out in the year 2020, baby. I, Holy shit. All three of the films I watched are 2020 movies, bolstering my 2020 movie list, finally. Because I'm, wow, I'm, mine are not. Yeah, I looked at my 2020 movies ranked, and I like, I shed a tear because I was like, there's not too <laughs> many. There are barely any movies here I'm passionate about at all on this 19 movie list now. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad if it comes to the end of the year and I don't have like a movie where my number one movie isn't something I'm like super passionate about, but it's fine. Yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. Well, you got Borat on there now. So Yeah, which I do, I do love. Um, but yeah. the other movies I watched, two of them were a part of the Hamptons Film Festival. So they're movies that are coming out eventually for most people but are all in film festivals now, which because of COVID, luckily I'm able to see these movies because I have never been to an actual film festival in person. Um, yeah. And because of this, you can just watch them anywhere virtually. Yeah. Go COVID. COVID rules now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Honestly, <laughs> go COVID. Uh, now, uh, Minari was the first one. Of course, that's an A24 flick that's coming out eventually. Um, eventually. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, and I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Stephen Ewan is fucking, he's so good. Um, yeah. I hope he's nominated for an Oscar for this one for sure. He's just so, he's so good. Um, and yeah, this is just a really enjoyable A24 flick. I mean, it's, it's exactly what I expected. I give four stars. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Did, did you shed any John George tears like you did for Hubie Halloween? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I did. I think there were oh, no man. John George tears shed during this one. It's it's not the saddest film, <laughs> um, I would say. Okay. It's, I mean, there are sad topics in it, but like, and I guess some s- sad things happen, but like, it feels more 
like a hopeful film to me than a sad one. Um, okay. Yeah, I've seen the trailer and it's it's on my list, so I'm excited to check it out once you know. Yeah. Uh, the plebs who didn't go to the Hampton <laughs> Digital Film Fe- Film Festival get to see. Yeah. Possibly a big boy movies episode about it in the future. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. It's supposed to be one of the big ones of 2020. Another one is Nomad Land, which is I just got an email from the Hamptons saying, "Oh, we're selling extra tickets to this," and I was like, "Fuck yes, I'll buy that one," because uh, this is another one starring Francis McDormand. That everyone's super hype about. Um, and I think it lives up to the hype. I think it was a really well-made movie. Super slow-paced and real. And I don't know. Just about this old woman who is becoming a nomad. And I don't know. Everyone's like offering her these places to live. And she's like, fuck no, I want to be a nomad. Um, and, oh, okay. And it, it, this... I think there are only like... I don't know how many. I think Francis... Basically, Francis McDormand's one of the only actual actors in this movie the rest of them are real nomads that they said hey you want to be in this movie as a nomad huh. and they <laughs> said yeah um so yeah uh, they said as long as i don't have to live in one place <laughs> don't <laughs> don't, make me this better that. not be a trick to get me to live in a single place <laughs> and not leave because i'm that's my that's my one thing i won't do um so yeah i, I think it's a great well, I haven't seen any other Chloe Zhao directed movies, but she's supposed to be directing Eternals, the Marvel movie Eternals. And I'm oh, man. very much looking forward to that now because I think she did a hell of a job here. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. But besides that, the other one I saw, which was a surprise for me, was Spontaneous, which um, I found out later is a awesomeness film studio movie, which apparently is a bad thing. I didn't know what those were um oh and i don't know what that is either until i was told on discord uh, that's like the shitty uh film studio that did expelled does a bunch of sh- did smosh the movie and did a bunch of shitty, oh nice um, shitty netflix movies basically um okay but honestly i've seen expelled that movie is god awful uh, i've seen to all the boys <laughs> i've loved before which i think is is decent but i think this one was gr- pretty good honestly i uh it's out to rent right now and it's pretty depressed i didn't expect it to be as depressing as it was and i think that's where it won me over because i expected it to be just like a normal high school rom-com but it was not at all okay in terms of theme um so i enjoyed that one a lot so check that one out it's out to rent and it's not like a 20 dollar rent like all these other movies are so oh yeah it's just a normal like five buck one so i'd say we're checking out if you're into rom-coms nice and it's kind of halloween themed too actually so oh sweet yeah getting in the mood with some high school drama yeah um baby what'd you see oh man i was just feeling movies last week so i just went for it um so the first one I'm going to talk about is a movie called Prospect, which I think not a lot of people have probably heard about. It is an independent sci-fi film that stars Pedro Pascal, who you may know from uh, Game of Thrones or uh, The Mandalorian. And I, I heard about this on Reddit and I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I really like Pedro Pascal as an actor. I think he's really fun. Uh, so I went and checked it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, you can just watch it on Hulu. Um, and it's a really, really cool movie, like for obviously very low budget sci-fi. Um, I think the production design is super, super good. Like all their spacesuits are so well designed. The aesthetic is super cool. 
Um, and it's just sort of a very simple sort of space Western story about a, a young girl who has to kind of make her way on this like alien mining expedition operation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super impressive what they were able to do with the, um, with the budget they had. The, the story is very simple. It's nothing super impressive or, or really like deep. It's just like a nice sort of Western kind of story. Uh, and I really liked it. So I would say if you're into sci-fi stuff, if you want to see something that's not Star Wars, um, but is also sort of fantastical and cool, mm. I would say check out Prospect. Cool. Um, I also like Pedro yeah. Pascal. He's a good actor. Yeah. And he's very, very fun in this movie. He has a very interesting way of talking. He talks like a, <laughs> I don't want to say like a cowboy, but like he's Adam very- Sandler. <laughs> He's got like a very wordy way of talking. Have you ever heard of Bone Tomahawk? Yes, I've heard. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I haven't seen it because it sounds horrifying, but um, I have seen clips from it, and he talks very similar to the way that they talk in that movie, which is very uh, sort of verbose and, and kind of old-timey. It's it's fun to listen to. Hmm. Interesting. Um, That'll be interesting to hear while people are wearing space suits, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the other thing is I'd recommend watching with subtitles because the whole movie is basically like through comms, like they uh, have space helmets on the whole time. So they're talking over like their comms. Bane. So it's like six Banes talking yeah, to each it's, other. It's, <laughs> it's better than six Banes. That would be horrifying. Imagine <laughs> um, if everyone had the Bane mask and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Everyone had the Bane mask and voice and everyone was also played by Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, that's basically prospect. So yeah, that's prospect. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I recommend it. Uh, second movie I watched uh, was a film called Mandy, which you've probably heard of. Um, this is a... Uh, how do I even describe it? <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't call it like a horror film. Um, if you haven't heard of Mandy, it's a Nicolas Cage movie where Nicolas Cage gets pissed and he really... <laughs> I like that. Just keep, he it really Just keep it at that. Does it, yeah. <laughs> he gets pissed. Mandy is a movie where Nicolas Cage gets pissed. <laughs> um, it's super trippy. It's very metal. It's got some very metal themes. This is also a, a more uh, low-budget uh, movie, but it's really good and it's kind of unsettling, pretty gory. Uh, it's really... I can't overstate how trippy it is. Uh, but if you want to watch Nicolas Cage, just absolutely go for it um, and fight a man, have a chainsaw fight. Um, Mark, not metal like Iron Man, metal like uh, your favorite metal band. Yes. And I can name a metal band, but I won't now because I want you to think of it. Uh, <laughs> whatever I, whatever. So yeah, whatever I remember, Mandy. I just remember David Ehrlich's ranked video that year where he had Mandy to. Um, a star is born that a star is born song oh yeah that's really good yeah. that's really good i should also say because he puts the title cards for the movies in that and those year in review things he does um the title card that says mandy in this movie comes up like an hour in holy shit that's amazing um, <laughs> so yeah there are a few other like because the movie's kind of broken up into chapters um so there are some title cards before that mm. but once you finally get to this one point um, after this whole first arc is over, it says Mandy, and you're like, oh boy, here go Nicolas Cage. You're going to do it. <laughs> They're finally like, here's the title of the movie. <laughs> yeah, now you get to know. <laughs> I like it. 
Yeah, I still need to watch that movie. Is that on a streaming website yeah. or do I have to? I believe I rented it on Amazon. Okay. I paid $3, I believe. Okay. Um, and it is yes it is produced by elijah wood who is also a freaky motherfucker so (laughs) i could see why he would produce this movie hell yeah um but yeah that was me those last two movies were me kind of getting in the halloween spirit prospect isn't really scary but it has some tense moments mandy again i don't know if i call it a horror film but it is very gory and very metal and has some monster type people in it uh and then uh, you'll be familiar with this last one I'm going to talk about because I texted you and Charlie and I was like, should I watch a another spooky movie, another Halloween kind of theme movie tonight, or should I watch Moneyball? And you guys were Money both ball. like, watch Moneyball. Um, Moneyball. So I said, fuck it, and I watched the film Moneyball <laughs> to get into the Halloween spirit. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. I love Brad Pitt, love Jonah Hill. Um as we know from my sports tier list, baseball not super high up there on my list, um, which is why I appreciated they kept the actual baseball playing to a minimum in this movie. Um, very little actual baseball being played, mostly just Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill talking about numbers. Um, also, shout out Rudy Giuliani is in this movie, much like Borat. Really, Rudy Giuliani appears for a split second in Moneyball in the very beginning. Maybe yeah. you, you wouldn't think that you would watch two movies in a row with Rudy Giuliani in it, would you? I know. it's I, I'm, a, I'm a Giuliani completist now. I have to see every movie he's been in. He's a star. I have to complete the filmography. Ray Monroe um, calls him a star. A star he is, is a star, born. yeah. Rudy Giuliani was born in Moneyball, and he continues his, his rise to fame in Borat too. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, the only thing I resent about watching it now is I'd probably get a few more references from it aside from he gets on base, which is my favorite line <laughs> of the movie. He gets on um, base. I also just how love how um old and angry all of the other non money ballers are. The other yeah. athletics like scout guys. I found out that the um, I found out that the head scout in that movie, the actor is a former baseball player who actually like thinks that Billy Bean ruined baseball and they got him oh. to play the head scout. Like that's so that's brilliant. Amazing. That's so brilliant that they took this guy who openly hates Billy Bean and they were like, you're going to play the guy that hates Billy Bean. And he's like, yes. Oh man, that's so brilliant. No, I bet what they did is they're like, hey, we're making a movie about baseball. Like, would you mind like coming in? You're just going to basically like play yourself. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And then they have Brad Pitt walk into set one day and he starts talking about all this money ball shit and they're like, just, just react like you would. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? No, I'm stopping this right now this is like his time travel moment yep. I'm, I'm stopping the, it or you know what they probably did they were like hey we got a time machine you want to go back in time and uh Tricked him. stop billy bean <laughs> <laughs> and they send him back in time they put him in like a big box and then he comes out and they're like all right it's 2001 <laughs> this is your chance dude we're gonna send you billy beans in there you have the chance to stop him from ruining baseball <laughs> he's like oh my god Oh my God! Finally, my chance. Yeah, he might look. A yeah, little, he might look a little different. Yeah, he's definitely. He might look like Brad Pitt. Billy Bean's definitely. Listen, it's been a few years. Billy Bean's. When he was younger, he looked like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Billy Bean's a little bit less attractive than Brad Pitt, to say the least. I would say. 
That's yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he goes in and he, he must have been so pissed. He blew his shot. He, the money ball still happens. Still he couldn't happened. stop him. He couldn't, no one can stop Billy Bead. Yeah. He's, he's on a roll. Um, yeah, that movie's much better now. So I've decided because of that fact. <laughs> it's so nuts. Um, I can't believe they, they hired that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good story and uh I didn't I did enjoy it. It is a good movie. Even as uh not really a fan of baseball, I can appreciate uh Billy Bean and his many and he's still uh, a loser. moves that he made. He's still a loser to the And he's stand. still a loser. Yeah, that's the thing is he did lose in the end. Spoilers, Billy Bean big loser, so I guess Moneyball is bad, huh? Yeah. Um and that one guy was right. Yeah. Still not working to this day for Billy Bean. He still loses in the first round of the playoffs every single year. So Yeah. It worked for the Red Sox, um, yeah. but I guess their story wasn't as exciting as Billy Bean's. Their, yeah, their story is exciting, but I would say it's more like normal sports exciting. So it's like fits better yeah. for like a documentary or something like that. Like that 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 mm-hmm. playoff run's probably one of the most insane playoff runs ever. But like it would just be your normal like Miracle on Ice or something like that sports movie. Okay, and I don't think they wanted to do that. So. And, and this was based off a book as well. So I think they were just going Okay, with the book. yeah, that's fair. I did like how in the movie they mentioned like, oh, this is based off a theory that some guy wrote a book about. And that guy was like a janitor at a pork and beans factory. <laughs> and I was like, well, where's his movie? <laughs> yeah, true. I want to go a step back yeah, and get his movie. Jonah Hill just Where he was watching baseball Also, Jonah day, Hill's character is like, real. So so he's made up. Yeah, I heard about that. He was sort of like a... They like combined a bunch of people into one character to like... Uh, sort of create something for him yeah yeah where is that guy where's the pork and beans guy's movie give him a movie he's the one who's give him a movie moneyball two give him, it'll be a prequel give him the red Sox world series trophy it's his it's his doing he deserves it yeah honestly chris platt learns to chris play pat, baseball pratt. for this movie yeah i think he does i think he does I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he did hit the big home run yeah. that did the thing that they all liked. Um, I mean, they cut. Because I know about baseball. They didn't have to have him hit an actual home run, though. They did cut to real life footage. <laughs> they didn't They didn't make him uh, learn how to hit a 400-yard home run to do this role. That's lame. <laughs> they, get the, they get the angry Billy Bean Man, but they can't get Chris Pratt to learn how to <laughs> knock it out of the park. Come on. Come on. Um, he didn't know how. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, it seemed it fits because his character didn't know how to play first base either. So mm. <laughs> that yeah. works out, I guess. Do you need to learn yeah, baseball? Pratt's originally you from? No, you can just get on, put a mitt on, and you know how basically. So yeah, it's the the spirit of baseball overtakes you. It's in it's angels in the outfield basically. <laughs> Would have been way better if this movie was an angels in the outfield sequel. Yeah, and Billy Bean's talking about money, and then Jonah Hill's like, "Now hold on, I've been talking to my my pastor, <laughs> and he's got an idea that I think is really gonna help us out here. We gotta pray. How do you feel? Yeah, how do you, we're gonna pray for forty five minutes before every game to summon the angels into the outfield, <laughs> and they're gonna save the day for it because we suck. But the the uh-huh. twist is the angels can't go in the infield, so they end up losing." anyway off of a play that only goes into the infield uh, where the angels cannot yeah. go because they are in the outfield yeah they are forbidden the dark magics <laughs> forbid the, the angels in the infield so <laughs> that's a whole nother movie 
Uh-huh. Yeah, th- listen, there's like 40 pages. I could write a textbook on all the lore <laughs> on baseball angels. You know, it's like it's like Dark Souls. You got to read like 5,000 words of the wiki before you can even begin to understand yeah. it. Yeah, honestly, I don't know why they... So they took angels in the outfield from the team that's obviously named the angels. Why didn't they do that with the other teams like giants in the outfield, tigers in the outfield? Like I want... Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> exactly. You would have run into a little bit of an issue with the um, the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> that might have been a little insensitive. Yeah. If, if it was made way back when Angels in the Outfield was made, maybe we'd get away, for, away with it. But if we waited till now to make it, we'd be screwed. Yeah. That would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like Washington Nationals, what do you even do with that? What's a national? Just... A, just an American, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I no Trump supporter. Any generic, every Washington team is just a generic nationalist thing besides the Redskins. Well, n- now, <laughs> now that the Redskins are officially the Washington football team, which I hope they never change, yep. uh, it's all generic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, um, oh, don't we, don't we have um, Justice League? predictions this week is that what we're doing john george <laughs> tell me do you bleed <laughs> i hate the intro so it's john george do you bleed oh my god like you're so spot on with that batman voice like that batman voice legally you have to tell me if you bleed that batman voice is so cringy to me like it's so like robot <laughs> like slightly robotic to the point where i'm just like god it's, it's because he uses a voice changer and i hate it <laughs> It's very bad. It was the wrong decision. Yeah. No, I don't understand. I mean, even the Dark Knight trilogy, you can do a Batman voice without uh, voice changer or Christian Bale angry Bear Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why we all have to. We all have to do this spin on the Batman voice. Yeah, we have to. But here we are. It all has to be deep and coarse and hurt my throat. Yeah. To very to. scary. Yes. Uh, but in reality, we should get one doing like a Howard Ratner impression, honestly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, uh, Superman, do, do you fucking bleed? Do you fucking bleed, Superman? <laughs> do you fucking bleed? Ugh. Oh, my God. Could you imagine a Safety Brothers Justice League oh, where all oh. the members of the Justice League are standing in like the the Hall of Justice and they're all screaming over each other, oh like so angry and chaotic. That. that would honestly be Like you thought this fucking was such a good idea. You fucking idiot. I paid four hundred dollars <laughs> for that bat suit. It's ruined now. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? I owe Superman seven thousand dollars for that bat suit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I just and everyone's just screaming over each other. I want like that would be amazing. I do want a superhero movie where like the villain is giving the hero like anxiety rather than like d- depression <laughs> or like worry. Like I want one where the superhero is just like fucking anxious as hell. Just like it's just so stressed out. Yeah, that's <laughs> we really haven't gotten that yeah. in superhero movie. Or they're just like really stressed and like trying to keep it together with work, but there's so much superheroing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They keep like fucking up little things. Yeah, I like that. Be like, Batman, where's the kryptonite? Oh, I left it on Long Island. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the kryptonite ring. Shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, of, co- we, of course, we've been doing Justice League predictions now that they're doing this Snyder cut. What we have all deserved this entire time. We're finally getting it. 
and we're getting what we deserve. We yeah. get the Snyder Cut, uh, and we only have so much more. To, we only have a little bit more time to get our predictions in before that thing launches early next exactly. year. So I, I, we haven't done one in a while. I wanted to make sure we got in a good Snyder predictions here. Uh, so, John, why don't you go first? Uh, wasn't there news this week, by the way, on Justice League? I feel like they were doing some reshoots or some. There was news, and I hope you're not going to do the same thing that I'm no, doing I'm because I'm basing mine off that news. Okay. I'm, well, no, I'm not. Um, mine is actually okay, going to be Borat themed. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically. So you know this, the cut. He's not Zach. He isn't finalized on this cut. He is every single day. He's seeing new films. He's seeing new things that are inspiring him on this cut. He could change anything at yeah. the last second. He just saw Borat subsequent movie film, and my God, mm-hmm. did he! love it he thought it was very funny um he didn't like the politics in it so much um yeah i was gonna say <laughs> Zack snyder would probably be the guy who thinks borat's funny because yeah, of my yeah. wife and that's the main reason that. he liked it um so yeah, absolutely mine does have to do with uh ben affleck's voice changer and he will be switching the voice changer in this cut to be borat themed um it's gonna be a a Borat voice, change. so he has a little switch that he flips, yes. and he's like, "All right, guys, hold on, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> interrogate the criminal," and he hits yeah. the switch, and he's like, "My name of Batman." <laughs> exactly, that is what happens. <laughs> um, and he's just really into this whole Borat storyline overall. So he, I heard, he is trying to get um some more like prank type things, trying to get um some live shit. I think he's these reshoots. I think one of them I heard in the news is um, he's trying to get Ben Affleck and them to sort of um, infiltrate Rudy Giuliani as well. uh, So that, of course, they can get Giuliani in this film (laughs) um, and sort of pull a prank on him as well. Um, Could you imagine after all this Borat shit, if Rudy Giuliani agrees to an interview with Batman? (laughs) What can go wrong here, like, right? Oh, yeah, it's just like, oh, Batman wants to interview me now. Like, Rudy, you, you're, we're pretty sure Batman's not real. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, oh no, no, I got it. It's, it's, it's Batman. Batman. I, I got it. It'd be funny if like the same thing happens too. Like he starts coming onto Batman. It's just like, he starts coming onto Batman. I was just tucking in my shirt in front of Batman. <laughs> the, the media, Zack Snyder is, is, has edited to make it look bad, but I was just tucking in my shirt. <laughs> I am not sexually attracted to Batman. I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I, I think Zack Snyder really enjoyed the um, funny voice in Borat. So I think he's moving on from this dark deep yeah batman voice i think he's he, he found something yeah, funny. good borat voice and and more real world pranks i think are definitely going to be involved in this snyder cut that's a good prediction um so my prediction pertains to some news that we got this week some very exciting news um which is that they are going to be i don't know if it's confirmed that they're reshoots but they are going to be including everyone's favorite character the joker into this new Justice League. <laughs> and not just any The Joker, but everyone's favorite The Joker, which is Jared Leto. Yes. And what are they so do with that's it? a real thing. That's not my prediction. That's a real thing they have said is going to happen, is Jared Leto will be in Justice League. Now, as you said, Zack Snyder loves watching films and getting inspired. Mm-hmm. It's a living document, this Snyder cut. It could change at any moment. I think he probably is a fan of Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> now, what do we know about Into the Spider-Verse features many Spider-Men? Mm-hmm. What if we get ourselves 
a uh, a Joker verse. Oh boy! And now, now we're not just getting Jared Leto's Joker. He's going to open a big wacky portal in the middle of Metropolis, and all these Jokers are going to come pouring through. We're going to get Joaquin Phoenix Joker. He's going to say the F word yes. and shoot people with a real gun. <laughs> um, we're going to get. Uh, Mark Hamill's animated Joker. He'll pop in and be all animated. I don't think Zack Snyder is above uh, getting a hologram of Heath Ledger. <laughs> That'll pop right on in. Um, also, Zack Snyder, if you want, I will do the voice of hologram... Uh, Heath Ledger. I lost his Heath name. Of, the ho- of hologram Heath Ledger. I'll do it. Here, here's my audition okay. tape. <clears throat> Why so serious? Whoa. That's that was it. really uh, good. Get him. Thank you. Thank you. Give me a call, Zach Snyder. I'm in for get this idea. For this. Matt BB for get a hashtag going. Hashtag BB for Jokerverse. <laughs> hashtag BB um, for Heath Ledger hologram. <laughs> yeah, we'll make that a separate okay, hashtag. Cool. First hashtag hashtag BB for Jokerverse. Second hashtag hashtag Heath Ledger hologram. BB does the voice of that. <laughs> <one>. um, <laughs> so that's there. All these Jokers are going to come in from all the different movies. The ones from like the '89 movies going to come in. Um, maybe some like, oh, we'll get the comic book one where his face is peeled off. We'll get the one from Gotham that's not actually the Joker, who's just called like the funny man or some bullshit. (laughs) Also, he Um, accidentally brings in, um, Danny DeVito's penguin as well. Yeah, he'll, he'll slip in. He'll come because, um, that was Batman Returns, which the Joker wasn't in, but he could have been. Um, he was probably out there somewhere. Um, so Danny DeVito's Penguin will be involved in the Jokerverse. And this is going to be a whole subplot that Batman has to deal with. They'll be like, Batman, Batman, Darkseid's coming, and, and Steppenwolf's here. And will be like, oh, but now there's 50 Jokers <laughs> running around, and I got to get all of them. This is a society. Like, Batman, are you going to... Yeah, they're all talking about how this is a society. Half of them are extremely popular YouTubers now. <laughs> they're all they're all complaining about the new Borat on their YouTube channel. It has 50 million views each. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, all the jokers will start sort of uh alt right kind of personality influencer YouTube mm-hmm. channels. That's also going to be part of the Joker verse. <laughs> um Yeah, One so of them will that's going to be Rogan as well. Yes, yeah, we're going to get... Now, do you think it would be Jared Leto Joker on Joe Rogan or Joaquin Phoenix? I think Phoenix it's got to be Joaquin. Joaquin's just the interview man yeah. who gets interviewed all, so often. In the, in, in how That's things. true. His, his last interview went very well, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Joe Rogan might be a little nervous, but he does live in some like bunker in Texas now, so I, he'd probably yeah, he'd be fine. Be I feel like they're on the same wavelength, him and the Joker. Yeah, yeah. If anything, he would... He would join the forces with Joker and um, go ransack some yeah. other people, I guess. <laughs> he'd call himself Joker Rogan, and uh, he'd wear the face makeup <laughs> and talk about how bad society yeah. is, I guess. Yeah. Um, that movie had a point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. A lot more of a point yeah, than, actually, Mark, than Parasite, just, um, actually. so Yeah, fuck Parasite. Couldn't even understand that movie. Um <laughs> Mark, I just want to clarify clarify one thing. Joker Rogan would be J O E hyphen K E R Rogan. <laughs> yes. Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. Great monitor. There we go. Joker Rogan. Yeah. I like it. Very good. I um, think that's a I think you're gonna know. Man, it. we've really gone on a journey this episode. <laughs> We're like <laughs> 
35 minutes in haven't talked much about Borat yet. Yeah, well, this is what happens when, <laughs> when um, we actually watch movies and stuff, I guess. Maybe we should watch less movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. For now, let's talk about Borat's subsequent movie film, a.k.a. Borat 2. A.K.A. the really long title that I can't remember. There are like three about. separate titles cards in this film. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, but yeah, Borat subsequent movie film came out. They released this movie. I thought it was going to be on min- at midnight, but they released it like, I feel like to compete with the debate almost <laughs> or just be like, oh, people yeah. don't want to watch the debate. Let's just release this and people will watch it instead, which I absolutely. Yeah, do. it came out. It came out almost exactly the same time as the presidential debate, which I wasn't going to watch anyway. I already voted, so it doesn't matter at this point. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, it's a Borat time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip this very important cultural moment <laughs> in our country's history and instead do a very important cultural moment uh, in movie history, which is Borat. Yes, which it is. It felt like it felt like a pretty important moment to me at, by the end, honestly, BB. I was like, dang, I'm glad I watched this instead of the debate, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because there are some crazy, sh- there's some crazy shit that happens in this film as well. Um, <laughs> there is that is an understatement. <laughs> it's like this movie is a time capsule. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I think I texted you after this. I was like, I hope in ten, fifteen years, this movie makes no sense to anyone yeah. because all of the stuff that happens in this movie is so hyper specific to like how we are living in the Trump era. That I'm like, if if my kid ever watched this and was like, what are all those people doing yelling about masks? And I'll be like, oh, my child, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you the tale. It was horrible. Yep. Um, I re- I but yeah, I guess we should do general impressions because this movie is new-ish. We don't want to spoil too Very much. True. Although I'm sure most people have seen in the news some big stuff that's happened in it. Yeah, the biggest spoilers, like news articles will spoil it, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's do general impressions first. This is basically a brand new movie um and my general impression is i i loved it i enjoyed it a ton i was extremely hyped going into this movie i think i mentioned it on the podcast but i would message bb and charlie all the time and all my friends like so hyped for borat like the lead up to this <laughs> i don't know the lead up i think it was like back in august or something where we started getting hints that like a borat movie might a borat sequel might be coming out and then there were hints like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, it might be coming out soon. And then there were hints like, it's going to come out like this fucking month. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, which I, like suddenly, all of a sudden we had this Borat sequel that I never thought we would get. And now we have it. Um, so I was super hype going into this movie. And I think like somewhere at the beginning Uh-oh. of the film, I was like, wait, did I hype this up too much? Am I going to be let down by a Borat sequel? Did I meme myself to death on this one? Uh, sorry, I just lost connection there for a second, so I missed what oh, you said. Okay. Um, but I, everyone else who listens to the full episode will actually be able to hear what you <laughs> said. Um, from what I, what I understand is that you're very you were very hyped from the, from this movie, and it it uh, the hype paid off more or less. Yeah, basically, at first I thought the hype wasn't going to pay off, um, and then eventually it did. And overall, I, I I will say my general impression that I say to almost everyone, which is like I think often compares it to the first one because that's what everyone's doing is i think it's not as funny as the first one but i think the story was better and it had more heart than the first one which is making me go back and forth on which one i find better i enjoyed it a ton and my other general impression that i must must mention is um 
Maria Bakalova is fucking phenomenal in this movie. She is so good. Oh yeah. She is so good. Um yeah. I'll echo what you said. I I think I suffered from that Borat impression syndrome where I was like Borat's not that funny because if Borat was that funny, people wouldn't be running around going my wife all the time. <laughs> um, so I didn't have super high expectations for this one. I haven't seen Borat since like college and I remember liking it then. I remember watching it because I was like, oh yeah, Borat was a thing. Let me check this out because everyone else has already seen it. Um, and I remember liking it and thinking it was really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I did genuinely enjoy this one. It reminded me why Borat is funny beyond just the terrible impressions that everyone does. Um, and why, uh, oh, it looks like our stream is dead. Uh, it should be, if it's dead to you guys, just press, try pressing refresh. It looks like it should be back. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I, it just reminded me why I like Borat and how like genius Sasha Baron Cohen is at doing this exact specific thing, which is absolutely fucking with people in disguise. Uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I echo what you said. Uh, his daughter, I, I keep forgetting her name, um, but she is incredible. She keeps up with Borat so well. She never breaks character. Um, everything she does is, like, stone cold. Nothing can crack her, even being with fucking Rudy Giuliani yeah. um, and doing everything that she did there. It's It was just, it was really impressive, but I would agree it's not as funny as the first, I don't think. And I think part of that is just because of where we are as a country in that in 2006, it was funny to like expose this sort of stuff and, and get Borat to sort of get people to take the mask off. Now that people are full on mask off today, it's just hard to watch because you're like, oh, Borat doesn't have to like unveil this. He just highlights it now. He just shows up and is like, isn't this wild yeah. that everyone here is like totally fine with this? So, yeah, but and I also agree it has a lot of heart um, that I like the the general daughter storyline, mm-hmm. uh, even though it wasn't totally at the forefront of the film. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's I don't know. I There was nothing like specifically there were covid related things, but I don't think he like was trying to like do any like gotcha moments about masks or anything like that, I think. Which was interesting. Yeah, he played it. He played yeah. it pretty well. It, I mean, obviously, the COVID thing probably took their whole production by surprise, and they had to figure out how to work mm-hmm. it out uh, in that world, which I think they did excellently, like really seamlessly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's just a wild watch. Never thought we'd get a Borat too, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. He has returned. I didn't think it'd be this good. Honestly, I, I wouldn't think yeah. he'd be able to live up to the first one which is obviously has like legend mm-hmm. status at this point in the comedy world so yeah absolutely it's it's like a it's a classic that like you can't watch until you're a certain age basically <laughs> it's it's one of those mm-hmm. like um but yeah do we should we take borat to spoiler town baby yeah let's go let's take our our boat all the way to spoiler town I got a great monkey <laughs> on that boat that's going to arrive with me into Spoiler oh Town. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many moments in this movie that I just love talking about because they were so funny and amazing. But, um, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, basically, I think the story set up in this is pretty interesting. Basically, Borat um, 
was very popular in America, like it was. Um, and because of that, yep. um, Kazakhstan <laughs> it was... He made Kazakhstan look yes. silly. And so they were all mad at him. So they sent him to jail for 14 <laughs> years, which I think is a really good way to bridge the gap between the two movies. Yeah, especially since it's like, well, I don't know. It's a good way to explain why we haven't seen Borat that much or anything in real life, I guess. <laughs> but because he was in jail. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Borat had to go to jail. <laughs> uh, but they sent him back to America. Um, basically to to try to um, have people receive Kazakhstan well again by offering things, by offering at first a monkey to Mike Pence and then eventually his daughter. Yes. Yeah, and I, that was so funny that they were like, oh, they love dictators <laughs> yeah. and like terrible, powerful nations. So like, why aren't they paying attention to Kazakhstan? <laughs> so they... Uh, they got to give him that that monkey who is the number one porn star in Kazakhstan <laughs> to uh, Mike Pence, who is a, a horn dog, according to Borat. One of his sons changes his name to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was wild. Um, but yeah, there's also I think that's when there's also like some weird Disney cartoons that's like propaganda those i thought were so funny it was just like the story of of like melania yeah. as a disney princess um and it's the romance of her and trump which is obviously not romantic at all um i thought that was so funny that they got those little animations done to sort of set up the daughter's sort of wants as far as that whole yeah, movie goes. be like melania to, to yeah to be owned. <laughs> basically yeah to be owned and to be in such a happy relationship yeah. you know <laughs> um but yeah th- i mean this is at the beginning of the movie there are a lot of scenes where he's at that fax place which like shout out to that fax dude honestly he was <laughs> love that fax guy he was such a good sport <laughs> the fax guy was just f- doing faxes back and forth <laughs> between Borat yeah. and Kazakhstan, and it was amazing <laughs> Yeah, no, he was he was one of the people in the movie where you were like, all right, they're they're good with Borat. Like, he he never seemed that frustrated or like he was just willing to send the faxes. I mean, I'm sure they paid him or whatever. Yeah, fax, but yeah, um, fax yeah. Dick didn't flinch at all. No matter what it said, he was just like, yeah, whatever. I, this isn't my yeah. Like, I'm just here to do faxes. It's my job. I send the faxes. Yeah. <laughs> you probably get <laughs> faxes like that all the time. He's like, yeah, this is this is the day to day for me. Yeah, and it's one of those things where um, Borat like sets some people up. I feel like to do things or say things that might not be great. Fax guy never yeah. like cracked for anything like that. Um, the cell phone store guy was generally just <laughs> very nice, despite Borat like running into the bathroom to watch porn because <laughs> he just discovered what porn is. Yeah, I can't believe that dude was like down down to let him go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, what was funny was like, um, I'm so curious about the f- scenes they filmed in the beginning where that he just walked around as Borat and people were like, oh my God, Borat, like, can I get a picture? Like, can I get an autograph? He had to like run away from them. I'm so like, first of all, if you see Borat in public, don't like chase him. <laughs> like, who the fuck are these people like running down Borat? You don't even know if that's really him or if it was just like as someone who looked like him, but, uh. Yeah, I thought that was really funny because that like that's one of the reasons we never thought we would get a Borat too is because like everyone knows who Borat yeah. is. How are you gonna 
sort of create a new thing. And they worked around that really cleverly with having him be in disguise and also sort of have his daughter do more things because obviously no one knows who that actress is or what her deal is. Yeah. Um, so they were able to get some some decent, like genuine pranks on people from that kind of stuff. Which I think was super smart. And making the daughter a big focus of this movie was super smart. And I think he realized, Sasha Baron Cohen realized he had to, yeah. to do that. Um, otherwise, he would just have to be dressed up, which... His other disguises were hilarious of just like generic American dude <laughs> all, all over the place, which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. But yeah, the daughter is fantastic in this movie, as I mentioned before. And apparently her um, her audition process was like the audition process to become the daughter was like they would legit like film the makeover part with a bunch of different actresses to see who did the best. Like they they put them in the field already. Like they wanted to see who could who could do it in in a real situation. There, they didn't want to just do like an audition and see who's the best actress or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's really clever because you need someone who's going to be like ironclad out there. They can't if they can't do the makeover part. Like, there's no way they're going to be able to do some of that other shit that they had set up. I mean, it's like it. I it takes immense like skill to stay in these characters. Like, I am so impressed, especially Borat in this movie. Legit stays with two characters for five days in character. Yeah, insane. Stay with them for five days in character in quarantine. Um. I guess we can talk about those guys who are some of the most bizarre characters in the movie. Like, so they're two QAnon conspiracy guys, like straight up. They believe that the Clintons made coronavirus and they drink child blood and all that. It's the most insane bullshit. Um, it's so weird. Cause they're so nice to yeah. Borat. <laughs> it's, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Reddit where people are like, Oh, shout out to those two quarantine guys. And, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, but they're QAnon guys. Like QAnon, I feel like makes someone at least a little bit dangerous. Um, so it was just like this really weird kind of thing in my head where I'm like, these are wild conspiracy theory dudes, but also they're being pretty chill with yeah. Borat. Like they're not giving Borat a super hard time. <laughs> yeah. It, I watched an interview and Sasha Baron Cohen like once said, he wanted to make, I, I mean, like he wanted, when he met those people, like he wanted to, to humanize them. He didn't want to just make fun of them because they were genuinely super nice people to him. I mean, they like let yeah. him, this random dude stay in their house for yeah, five days. Yeah, they just let him stay in their house. And then like even helping him out, like when he needed help with his daughter and were willing to go to that thing and do all this stuff. Like, yeah, he was like, yeah, they were genuinely nice people. And I wanted to, I did want to humanize them, even though they believed in some bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, it's so fucking crazy that he pulls out that book with all this like fake information about women, uh, and they're like, "Oh man, no, that's true. that's all conspiracy theory shit," and he just like leaves that in, like how completely unaware these dudes are of like they'll believe that you know the Democrats are trafficking children to drink their blood, um, but you know a woman driving a car didn't cause the Hindenburg <laughs> to happen. Or the Hingerberg disaster. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just that cognitive dissonance that they highlight so effectively just by letting Borat sort of play his character in that space. Yeah. And they were super... Ch- I mean, at some point, he has, like, a dildo on. It is like... I don't know. Yeah, he's got, like, a strap on, and he's doing, like, squats for some reason. <laughs> like, they're just so chill. Like, how... That, that happens yeah. in my house, and I'm like, we should probably ask him to leave soon, right? 
<laughs> like, yeah, you you have to imagine like what they were expecting was to find some sort of like crazy conspiracy theory guys, and then Borat would put on the strap on, and they'd be like, "Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> like, stop!" But these two dudes were like, "No, nah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on the computer and read." dangerous conspiracy <laughs> theories and believe them that's my life borat can do whatever he wants as long as i get to go on facebook yeah theo mentioned the baby delivery diagram which is hilarious oh yeah doctors <laughs> like guy, the woman getting spit yeah. roasted yeah <laughs> um yeah that book that book was funny throughout the movie that was just ridiculous shit um and there yeah. when other people saw it they're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah and Rudy Giuliani like thumbs through it for a second and has like no idea what to make of it. It's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> that is the power of Rudy Giuliani's horniness is that they can hand him this fucking book of insanity and he's like, no, but I want to bang this yeah. interviewer. So <laughs> whatever. whatever. She can give me whatever she wants. This book. Yeah. Um, God, once again, uh, Casey Kale in chat so that I look great, but also that uh, she also, or whoever Casey Kale said, just the two of us, we can make it if we try, which is a song at the end of the movie that makes me wants to men- makes me want to mention that Kazakhstan covers of all these songs are so fucking good. <laughs> oh amazing. yeah, they were super good. Um, there was um, like a, <laughs> I'm 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 a gummy bear cover at one point, and I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, so yeah, amazing. you got that Borat money. You're gonna get some nice covers. Um, uh, but yeah, I want to back up a little bit because the conspiracy guys don't come in through. Yeah, that's like, like towards the end. Halfway through the movie. Um, yeah, we still got. So this is one of the criticisms I'm, criticisms eh, I had of the movie, which is some of the scenes didn't feel like they went far enough necessarily. Not that they went far enough, but like when you think of like a good Borat prank, it's it's more like getting other people to sort of cave to what Borat wants them to do. Um, I think of the sort of like women Republican scene when she goes into that group for female Republicans. All she really does in that scene is get in front of them and being like, isn't masturbation great? And they're all like, oh, no. And then they just say like, can someone call her an Uber? (laughs) And that's like, that's the scene. And I was like, I guess that's kind of funny, but it doesn't really do anything. Like these women clearly weren't playing along. They weren't really... You know, there wasn't a big joke there other than her being like, this is in detail how I just masturbated in the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny, but it's it's more the her making the joke. It's her doing the my wife as opposed to the other people sort of getting involved in the mm-hmm. antics. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I also felt like some of them were, I felt like there was, there were, it was more like there were more scenes than in Borat. Like I felt like the scenes in Borat were longer. Than these ones i felt like these yeah. ones cut pretty fast uh which i uh yeah and that was the thing is like because i cringed through a lot of this movie it was very hard to watch <laughs> at a lot of points um because of how terrible some people were so i did appreciate that scenes ended like when they needed to they didn't get too deep into anything so you get some relief um i mean i still cannot believe in all my years that Borat could walk into a bakery and ask for a big chocolate cake and have them write Jews will not replace us on it and the woman is just like yeah okay she just writes it on a cake like it's fucking nothing like no look 
nothing. She's just like, yeah, your your anti-Semitic bullshit. Yeah, I'll write that on the cake. Yeah, it cares? feels like a lot of those are like in Borat one. It felt like I don't know. It felt like some of them were maybe a little more hesitant, or it took Borat a little bit longer to get there. But in this one, with that scene, it's just like, yep. And then with um, when they were getting the makeover, and he was like, "What's the best? What's the best skin tone for a racist family?" And oh she, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. She just immediately answers, and you're like, "Okay, so very easy for Borat." Yeah, five or a six. <laughs> <laughs> like, just because she, she wasn't even like, "Excuse me," or like, "I think any color would be fine." She was like, "No, this is the white person <laughs> color." <laughs> I just couldn't. No one like, hesitates. No one hesitates in this movie. They're just like. Yeah. That's the thing I want to say. Like, that's what makes this movie so hard. And like what makes 2020 so weird for a Borat movie is uh, no one cares anymore. Like they will be openly racist and openly compliant with racism. Um, and that's just how it is. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Um, Mark does want us to talk about the that abortion clinic be, thing, which I think was hysterical. That might be my favorite the funniest scene in the movie to me. I was laughing yeah. the whole and that, time. Like that shit was so funny. Yeah. That is an example of like a good Borat prank where they really press <laughs> the guy and like get him involved and get him over the edge to say some shit that's truly <laughs> reprehensible. Yep. Um that he wouldn't have said otherwise if Borat hadn't been there. That's the good <laughs> shit. Um but oh my it's just god. Just such good writing like, too. It's is, just like it just like goes yeah. on and on. it gets worse and worse. Like he just keeps adding stuff up. And it's so fucking depressing because that's real. That's a real place you can go to and this dude will say that shit like I guess we're in spoiler town but when Borat's like, I put the baby in her. And he's like, you, you're the father. And he's like, yes. And he's like, she doesn't just call you dad. Like you're actually her father. And he's yes, I put the baby in her. I wanted to give her pleasure. So I put the baby in her. And instead of being like, I'm going to call child protective services. He's like, no, God wanted this and to he happen. said it was none of his business. And <laughs> like, just trying to move on from that point completely. He was, this dude cared so much about, being anti-abortion that he was fine with like incestuous statutory rape being presented in front of him it's like nightmarish that they're like someone could go to that place because it's branded as like what like a some sort of medical center i forget what exactly what it was called like some reproductive medical center and someone could go to that and that guy would be there and be okay with that kind of stuff yep it's awful, but also extremely it's, funny that he got to it's that point. So good. I cannot believe either of them kept a straight face. Like I if I don't know. I was just cracking up the whole time. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Woman's Health Center, Mark says. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, that could also be it. I mean, yeah. That scene is just so good. I I can't remember if um the ball scene is before or after that, but um Oh, the yeah. debutante ball, which is also like that one seemed like it might have been a little bit more scripted. But the highlight of that is obviously when he's like, how yep. much would you pay for my daughter? And the guy says five hundred dollars like, what like a fucking fuck? creepo. <laughs> yeah, she says that's fucking yeah. gross. <laughs> like these girls because debutante balls are already a really bizarre thing to be real. Um, 
But the fact that these old dudes with their young daughters are like, haha, I'd make a joke about purchasing your yeah, daughter. Theo could not watch it. I also yeah, I had to look away during the actual dance. I couldn't even I, watch that yeah. part. The fact that people stayed in the room uh, during that part. Like, when I get in awkward situations like that, I leave the room. <laughs> yeah, it's it's time to go. When that happens, you're like, it's time yeah. to go. Like, I can't even look. Like, I can't even be there anymore. I'm so embarrassed. And that's what I felt like while watching the scene. I was like, no, I'm done. I can't I can't look at this. I'm yeah. here with my family. Yeah, I don't want to look anymore, please. It's time to move on, Borat. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you like you did a good prank, but I'm not I'm not yes. here for it. It's for it someone is else. It's for someone else. <laughs> it's for someone who finds period blood very funny. It's like yeah. that scene in Superbad where he gets the period blood on his pants. And I was like, that's just kind of gross. Oh yeah. But that one's <laughs> that one's even like more tolerable. It's just like the amount and the way they present it. It's it's just too much. It was just too much Mark for says, me. I just keep saying wow. <laughs> that's what Mark did both. He's like wow, wow. Yeah. That's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just you can't believe. And I mean, I think some of these scenes are edited. Apparently, if we jump forward a little bit, um, there's been a recording of that uh, coronavirus songs he sang at that one rally. Um, apparently, the crowd wasn't as into it as the movie makes it out to be. Um, but the fact that they were able to get any footage of people singing along with that uh, that whole thing is still really yeah, wild. Scene, I remember when he actually did that because that like everyone was it was on Reddit. It was all over the place when he actually did that. No one knew it had anything to, to do with Borat, obviously, because he was not wearing the Borat outfit. They thought it was just Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. doing a prank or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I remember watching the original video and people were still into it and saying that shit, but yeah, not as into it as the movie makes it seem. But um Yeah. Yeah. But also I think in real life he like dressed up uh he got into a whole new disguise right after that and it wasn't in the movie and like pretended to be a journalist and interview people about him singing that song. Uh Oh, which is a okay. great video. You should go watch it. Like literally right after he gets into a completely new costume. Oh, okay. So they did release yeah, that. Yeah, it's I, I don't know if he released it or who released it, but he just uh yeah, he just made that video and it's it's out there. It's not in the movie, but <laughs> I think that's hilarious too. Okay, sure. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's such a stroke of genius to be like, okay, you know, we 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 have this anti-mask rally, we have to sort of set up this meeting point between, uh, you know, his daughter and Borat. Let's book Borat as the musical guest. Like, let's contact the the, the owners of this rally, um, and not tell the the QAnon guys, um, to make it look like an accident to them. But otherwise, like, they have him booked as the musical talent. Those the owners, whoever set up that rally, must have felt so fucking yep. stupid. <laughs> For agreeing to let that dude do the musical yep. act for uh, for their anti-mask rally. That was actually one of the points in the movie where I felt scared for him. Because I was like, all these people in the audience have their guns. Like, if something goes wrong, like, all these motherfuckers with ARs are going to start pointing them at him and, like, shouting at him. I'd be terrified. Absolutely. So the fact that he was able to do it so well is, is really impressive. Yeah. I mean, he puts himself into awful situations all the time. Like, even going to the Pence mm. thing. Like, I feel like... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like a little bit more of a businessy thing. Like it wasn't a Trump rally where people are going to I mean, you can't actually have a gun at a Trump rally. <laughs> Not that like everyone's super vocal about that. Um, but 
you know, go, going there, he could have easily been beat up or whatever. So it's good that he just had to deal with the regular yeah. security. And he was fully expecting it to get like arrested, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't get arrested. Yeah. They just yep. took him out. Uh, didn't check his ID or anything, apparently. Like, they just escorted him <laughs> out. Um, um, which is another scene that I felt that felt like there was going to be more hype behind, but was kind of short, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty clear they didn't get exactly yeah. what they wanted out of that scene. Um, but it's fine because where it leads is so much better. And a lot of the jokes they make because of that, like when they're trying to figure out who will accept his daughter as a gift and they're going through all of Trump's closest people. He's like, no, he's in jail. He's in jail. He got arrested. He's in jail. Like it was yeah, so was perfect. So <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Um, God, what else happens in this movie? There's just so much. This movie's loaded um, so much. So much good shit. Yeah, there's... I guess I do really... Oh, I want to talk about what's probably my favorite joke in the movie, which was when she comes out of the Women's Republican meeting and they're having this fight oh, yeah. in front of that one <laughs> Uber driver who I assume was a real <laughs> Uber driver. Um, but she's like, I learned about this thing called Facebook. And you know what it says on Facebook? Our national <laughs> pride, the Holocaust, never really happened. And Borat's so, He's so sad. sad. <laughs> He's so sad that the Holocaust is actually fake. He was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I think it's like a... <laughs> I love the Holocaust. Yeah, it's like, I think it, like, it exposes something like kind of weird. Like we always like talk about like how these people think Holocaust isn't real and like... I think it like it, it makes you think about it in a different way. Like, what if the Holocaust wasn't real? That would kind of be a good thing, actually. I guess. Um. Yeah, it would be. That's sort of like the more cognitive dissonance yeah. in that kind of conspiracy theory group, which is like they don't like the Jews and they don't like. They think the Jews run the secret world order, um, but also they would probably love it if a Holocaust did happen. So, what's the <laughs> yeah, value exactly. in like denying that it did? Yeah. It's super weird. Um. But also, you have um, her babysitter. Yeah, that leads but, us. But, but, yeah, that leads us to the to obviously the amazing Jewish woman. Um, we could talk about her. Yes, and the babysitter who were both amazing. Yeah. people in this film. Yeah, the synagogue scene really did get me as like probably the most heartwarming and something I absolutely did not expect in a Borat movie, and it, they still kept it funny, which mm-hmm. is impressive. Um, the way he's like, I disguised myself as a Jew to go into this synagogue. <laughs> And it's the most horrif- horrifically anti-Semitic costume you've ever seen um, with the big nose and the bag of money and the long talons and all that. Um, and the fact that this woman just like meets him with love and compassion and doesn't waver at all in the face of fucking Borat, the most <laughs> anti-Semitic caricature yep. on the planet. It's so it's just so nice to know that it, in this movie of all these terrible people that this one nice kind woman is out there who's willing to reach out to anti-semites and try and talk them down and and bring them down to her level and um and of course it ends with her saying the holocaust (laughs) was real and borat's super jazzed about that (laughs) and they hug in the end Uh, yeah yeah in an interview he also said that they interviewed that lady and he wants to release it eventually if he can get amazon to do so so look forward that that. would be great i would love to see that that. i I would love to see that because she genuinely is an amazing despite his like all his his jokes and treating her awfully she's still just so such a nice woman amazing yeah because you could oh she passed away shortly after that's really sad um but could you imagine like anyone else 
anyone else like because I was worried he was going to walk into a full synagogue like where they, when they were having their service or whatever and he was going to walk in in that costume and see what happens and I was terrified for that because I was like I don't know if you're targeting the right group of people here um, but to have just like the two women in there I think worked beautifully I assume that was after COVID happened so they probably wouldn't have been able to get like a yeah. full you know thing if they wanted so but yeah it it worked so well and the joke paid off. Yeah. And I think it worked. I think it worked out a hundred percent for what he was going, which I definitely think is still more humanizing these people that he interacts with as well. And making us realize like, yeah, yeah, there's still nice people out there. Trust me. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, which is great. Um, and very heartwarming as well. Uh, which also the babysitter, Mm -hmm. but was very heartwarming character as well standing up for her yeah she she just seemed like a nice person i'm so curious i'm i assume it was like a craigslist <laughs> thing or something right someone's like i'll watch your child <laughs> yeah. um or maybe she had a service i don't know but uh yeah she, she was just like nice and concerned for tutar and and her whole thing uh she was very reasonable and level-headed and so you're like yeah these people are good i'm glad borat's pointing that out to us because some of these people of Borat's with are not good yeah, at all. Exactly. It's it's definitely. I mean, I think the first film had some good people in it too. If I, I so yeah. But this one, yeah, has some really good ones too. And this one especially helped with the story, which is crazy that they mm-hmm. rolled with that punch and like added it to the story basically. Um, yeah, they they grow and learn as characters, yeah. which is is nice. Yeah. It's really it's really cool seeing like these real they're like reality segments, they're real things and their characters are growing because of what these pe- real people are telling them. Uh it's it's cool to see yeah. them do that. Mm-hmm. Um when they made, when they met the babysitter, you can see Tutar break a little bit in the background. I I I would love to see like I, there's got to be points where they break. I want if there's yeah, like a blooper reel Borat bloopers, like I, I want to see points where they, or they did break um, with, I mean, yeah. they, because they broke, they maybe couldn't have put those scenes in the movie because the people were like, Oh, these guys mm-hmm. are joking. Or <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, obviously is me. Oh, there's another joke. I just remembered <laughs> of when, when they're picking out her dress for the ball <laughs> and he was like, where, where's the no means yes section or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> um, oh, that's another, it reminds me of another thing, which is um, when they decide that Rudy Giuliani is going to be the one that they get in contact with. Uh, he's like, I read somewhere that Rudy Giuliani bragged about dating a married woman with big breasts. <laughs> so he knew like, we had to get the plastic oh, that, surgery. Oh yeah, we're getting the plastic surgery. surgery. Was so um, but awful, Jesus. Yeah, but the point I was gonna make is that like, that's a line from a comedy movie, right? Being like, oh, the president's lawyer bragged about having an affair with a big-breasted woman. But that's a yeah. real thing. That's a real thing that Giuliani did <laughs> and said, and that's like the real comedy of Borat. Is he's like, isn't this shit yeah. insane? Don't we live in like the most? How is Borat? on par comedy wise with like some of these people. Um, but yeah, the, the plastic surgery scene, especially where they just say titty over and over <laughs> titty? again, they didn't know um, titty to, was. Like, to get him titty? to understand. <laughs> yeah. Titty. Titty. <laughs> God, it was so just, dis- uh, God, I can't believe he said he would, he was like, if your father wasn't here, I, yeah, I like that's yeah. so fucked up. I was like, what the hell? 
<laughs> yeah, like any situation, if any professional situation, I know she was acting kind of weird and she was like, would you make sex attack on me? Uh, but like th- the proper response to that is not if your father weren't <laughs> here <laughs> in front of as her father. As a doctor. <laughs> You're yeah. about, these people are about to pay you so much money to do the surgery and you're like yeah 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 i'd, I'd make the sex attack it's on just you so bizarre here <laughs> oh my but then, god of course borat's it's reaction just like the wrong answer i don't i don't know exactly what the right answer to that is if someone if like a girl asked me like would you make sex attack on me but i would not <laughs> i would not say if your father <laughs> were in here that's the if wrong I were in answer a professional place i would be like uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, actually, Mark's talking about how Tutar, she doesn't become a deep plant leftist reporter. She basically becomes like an alt-right vlogger or something like that. I want to see the like, because I have to imagine in order for her to have some credibility with Giuliani and to get into the OAN White House thing and for her to... Uh, appear on whatever website they were looking at in the QAnon house she had to have built some level of of presence in like the alt-right internet space I want to see like whatever YouTube videos or interviews she did to like build yeah. up that cred because I bet they'd be really interesting to see how they did that like, for sure because they definitely I feel like they used obviously some contacts or something to get her like some more visibility there probably yeah, she must have been on some legitimate like far right news programs or channels or something in order to get a little bit of cred to get that interview with Giuliani. So I want to see like what that process was and like what content they had to churn out where she had to say all this alt right stuff to get to get into the in circle of that sort of thing. <laughs> Great Monorail saying that the surgeon was just being a good salesman, basically. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, here's the right answer. Now that I've thought about it, she says it and she's like, would you make sex attack on me? And I'll be like, if you get the implants <laughs> and then they got to get the implants, right? Because they're like, oh, well, now that's on the table. If you get the implants, I would yeah, definitely consider more. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't even matter if your dad's here. He can be here or not. I want to make that perfectly clear. This is about me Give selling me you the implants. And I will. Yes, of course. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else before we get to the Giuliani, I guess. Giuliani's like the big last thing, so Yeah, I think those are all like the best pranks. I mean, there's the the lady who like teaches her how to be a sugar baby. That wasn't really anything. Um a lot of the babysitter scenes were nice, but there wasn't much going on there other than like the storybook. They introduced that in there. Um yeah, I think it all it all leads to fucking Rudy Giuliani, who, and that interview was in June. Oh dang! That interview they did in June, wow. and so to like think about it's being so deep in coronavirus world, and like June was such a hectic month in the whole mm-hmm. country um, that he would be like, yeah, this random reporter from Kazakhstan, I guess, uh, who maybe has some credibility in this far right youtuber circuit sure i'll do that interview in a hotel room why not <laughs> so nuts so i mean at some point at some point in the movie i think it was right when they like got to giuliani i was like oh shit like something's gonna happen and i'm not going to like 
what I see. Like I was dreading <laughs> this moment. I was like, how far is it going to go? Like something, he's going to do something bad. I know he's going to do something bad because it's in the news that he's he did something bad. So <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. what is it going to be? How far is it going to be? And I mean, I think it's paced out really well to that fact. I, I think maybe he assumed mm-hmm. the viewers would be like, what's well, going to happen? Because it's like pretty slow and like it cuts back and forth between like Borat scenes and her scenes with with Rudy interviewing, interviewing. Yeah. And they they build sort of like she's obviously being like flirty mm-hmm. with him. I mean, she's just makes it clear that she's a very big fan. She touches his knee at one point. Nothing like so obvious as to be like, I want to have sex with you. But she's being like a fangirl about Rudy Giuliani, which is if Rudy Giuliani knew anything, he would understand that there's no such thing as a Giuliani yeah, fangirl. Yeah. Not anywhere in the world. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're being flirty. They're so, like drink. they're having alcoholic beverages, which is also a flirty thing to do. Uh, set in the mood, you know. Um, yeah, that's the wildest thing about that scene is really Giuliani does peddle the conspiracy theory that the virus was created by the Chinese as a bioweapon against the U.S., um, which is obviously not true and insane. But the fact that that gets so immediately overshadowed by the rest of the scene is a testament to how nuts uh, this movie <laughs> gets at the yeah. end. I, I mean, oh, it's just crazy what happened. So, I mean, everyone here has better seen this movie now. You know what happens next, which is the interview yeah. ends. They go to the to to the bedroom. They go into the bedroom. They have drinks. She removes his microphone. And the big controversy comes up here where he lays down on the bed and he sticks his hand down his pants and then he takes it out and then he sticks his hand down his pants again for a longer time. And that's when Borat comes in. And me watching that, I'm like, part of me wishes they had just let that go on for like two more seconds. Like I know Sasha Baron Cohen, I think he said he like feared for her safety. So that's why he went in when he did. Like he didn't want it to go too far. He's gotten a... He's basically got but, um, to look after. Like he doesn't want to get sued. For, yes, and possibly arrested. Yeah, he doesn't him, want Rudy Giuliani whipping yeah. his dick out in front of his employee, which no one wants <laughs> for any of their employees I, or friends. I hope my or boss, I'm going to ask my boss if, if if they would let that scene go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to on Monday. I'm asking my boss, like, hey. If I were in a room with Rudy Giuliani and he was about to take his dick out, like how far would you let it go before you intervened? Would you let me, would you make me get more content or would you stop it? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, because of where they cut it off, I think Rudy does have like plausible Mm -hmm. deniability. He could have been tucking in his shirt, even though he did it in a way that no human has ever tucked in their shirt before. And he did it way for like way longer and with like way more effort than anyone would have tucking you don't touch in their your shirt. Penis while you tuck in your but shirt. But whatever. Maybe. You don't just kind of rub it a bunch. Like it he went so far into his pants, he did it twice, which is weird to me. When you tuck in your shirt, you just pull it down once and then you can stand up. The fact that he went back in and held there for a second was what really makes me think this is not also, a shirt as someone tuck who had situation. to tuck in I was I tucked in my shirt yesterday um and as someone who whenever you stand up again with a tucked shirt in like it gets basically untucked again like there's no point in sitting down on the bed to tuck mm-hmm. in your shirt that's a bad way to tuck in a shirt you got to do it standing up yeah so and we're getting some good uh, points in the comment which is like whether or not he was preparing to whip his dick out 
he was obviously down to clown with this girl who he had just met. Um, he was completely willing to be like filmed in this compromising position. Well, maybe he doesn't know he was being filmed when he laid down, but like the fact that he could agree to this interview with someone he'd never heard of from some other country, the fact that like he was willing to get drunk with her and maybe bang her in this hotel room. It's like so sleazy and so creepy. And he was so willing to play along like anyone who has any shred of like political knowledge or experience should have had some idea that this was not what it like what it was really set up to be. Um, but Rudy Giuliani is so stupid that they were able to like get him all the way to where they yeah. got him, which is nuts. I can't believe they did. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I wonder what they would have done if he if he didn't if he didn't go to the bedroom or do any of that. Like. Because I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, the, yeah, it's it's, crazy. it's such a big moment. It's just such a weird, it's such a weird, like setting that up. I'm sure they had an idea of how they wanted it to go. Like, I'm sure they ideally they want him to be super creepy um, and hopefully like say something right. Like, I think the perfect version of that scene is they go into the bedroom. He like pats her back and he's like, so honey, you want to gobble this dick or whatever? <laughs> And then yeah. Borat busts in, and that's that true. that mo- version of the movie yeah. is perfect. If he says something, that's the perfect version. Of the that's movie. way better because then they can bust in. They're like, yeah. "Gotcha." <laughs> yeah, there's no interpretation there of the tucking in of the shirt. Um, but the fact that they got so close to what their perfect version of the movie would have been is yeah. wild <laughs> because it could have very easily just been they do the interview, they take off the microphone, he says, okay, got to go, very busy. I'm the president's lawyer, so, you know, I can't just hang around with foreign reporters yep. all the time. And then the movie's basically yeah. ruined because um, your big ending is like, there's nothing there. Um, but, yeah, uh, Ray Monorail says, when you're professionally sleazy, you move quietly. I guess that's a good point. Maybe he was thinking there was like a listening device or something. So he's like, if I silently whip my <laughs> dick out, then the wire yeah, won't exactly. pick it up. Um, but yeah, it's it's so concerning on so many levels because what if that had been an actual like Russian yeah. agent who would have willingly gone as far as it took to get compromising information from Rudy Giuliani? This guy is like so close to our president. It's horrifying it's nuts i can't i can't believe they got this at all like i it's just so crazy this is like a huge thing to keep having your movie to be honest um yeah that's why it feels so important because you're just like okay they actually like i like you're saying if they didn't get this like i think they debate like do we even make this movie anymore like or like what do we do now (laughs) <laughs> yeah or do they try and like keep filming until they get something yeah. better or they say like well Giuliani didn't work out so now let's find the next best person and see what we yeah. can do to them um, one more point I want to make about this Rudy Giuliani thing is Rudy Giuliani does this whole thing Borat runs into the room in lingerie <laughs> and is like no don't have sex with her she's only 15 she's too old for you which was very funny um <clears throat> Rudy Giuliani, I guess, gets up and leaves in a hurry because at that point he realizes it's a prank, I guess, or he's really stupid and he didn't realize it's a prank. Um, Then this actress goes on and she's able to get into the White House with OAN. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
despite Rudy Giuliani being with this girl, like no one got any information. No one in that in the right wing circle and the president's inner circle was like, okay, we just got pranked by this interviewer who claimed to be from Kazakhstan and she looks like this and she talks like this and all this. So don't let her don't do any more interviews with her. Make sure she's blacklisted from everything. But no, even after that, she got into the White House without a security check and without a covid test. She went to the White House and met Don Jr. and saw the president and hung out with OAN like. This is the American Which government. Me, I don't know. Either Giuliani was stupid and didn't like didn't. It makes me more think that he just didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, like he was planning on doing the shit, and he was embarrassed to be like, "Oh, so how do you know it was a prank?" Um. Uh. Well, it, it doesn't matter how I know it's a prank. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> He's just too embarrassed to say yeah. anything about it. That's what makes me think like. I don't know. That's the only reason he wouldn't tell anyone about it, to be honest, or they wouldn't blacklist her. Or they wouldn't care. This was yeah. not in the movie. Uh, Theo, this was, to, they, they yeah, posted to clarify, this on the, actual, the official Borat Twitter account, the video of her going to the White House, but he also mentioned it in, in an interview with Good Morning America and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the White House thing. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, if you go on the Borat Twitter, there's a short little clip of her going in with OAN and, and doing a little interview. Um, but <laughs> he has to pull up. I was in on it. Didn't you see Moneyball? <laughs> Did you see Moneyball? I taught Billy Bean everything he knows. I'm an actor. I assume they were done editing the movie by the time the White House thing happened, so they probably just didn't have time to include it. Um, there's also a chance that like nothing really eventful happened at the White House. Like, they probably weren't able to pull off any, like, good goofs or pranks, so it might have not been worth putting in the movie. If you watch a clip, it's pretty standard. She just goes to the White House, and she sees a bunch of shit, and she talks to Don Jr. very briefly. But they don't do any, like, real hijinks. They're just like, isn't it crazy that we were able to do this? That's the whole crazy part about it. She's not doing any pranks or anything like that. They just wanted to show, like, Yeah. yeah, look at... We can legit just pretend she's still a journalist. Yeah, if you pretend to be a far-right journalist, it doesn't matter. Like, the White House will be like, okay, you're in. Yeah, no problem. Basically, Which is nuts. Um, it, would, it would have made a great credits button. I think they just want to... They got this recently, and they really wanted this movie to come out, like, before people voted. So... Yeah, before Election Day. I mean, the movie literally ends telling you yeah. to vote, so... Which, the ending of the movie is hilarious, too, with the... <laughs> They they replaced the racing of the Jew or whatever with a <laughs> racing of the American or the running of the American. Of the American. Which is fantastic. Uh, Karen versus Fout, Doctor Fauci yep. at the end. Wow, what a battle! Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's just sad at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, and overall, I think the movie ends really strongly, um, especially with the daughter stuff and. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen also has like a teenage daughter too. So I feel like he wrote most of the stuff uh, from a place in his heart yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it, I thought it ended on a really strong note with the Giuliani thing. And then, oh yeah, the COVID stuff too. <laughs> I completely forgot about, um, apparently this whole thing was, to, Borat is patient zero. Oh yeah. Of COVID spreading it. Down. 
they injected Borat with coronavirus and he was the biological <laughs> weapon that <laughs> caused co- coronavirus, which I thought was like a funny little thing to yeah. add on to the end. Um, and to- the Tom Hanks thing as well. <laughs> was nuts. Oh, yeah. Getting Tom Hanks in there. Borat gave <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks COVID. If I were Tom Hanks, I would have just gone with that. I've been like, yeah, I hung out with Borat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got I'm coronavirus. I didn't really think about it before, but yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't connect the dots, <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess that was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very strong ending. I, I overall like this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, so yeah, same. I, very enjoyable stuff. Um, and honestly, a really hype movie moment in 2020, which I can't say I've had besides this. Like, obviously, yeah, this is probably the first movie I, in 2020 that I've actually genuinely been excited to see and have actually yeah. been able to watch, which is great. Um which is like so rare this yeah. year. It's yeah. That I think that's the most that's the reason why I'm so attached to this movie and it's one of my favorites of the year so far is just because it's the only one that was like a moment for me. Um yeah. Yeah, right. It sucks, but it's great for this movie. <laughs> yeah. They they did it right. They played it exactly right as far as the coronavirus stuff and p- powering through that to get it out by the end of this year. Um, just very impressive all around by that the whatever production staff they have is just so impressive on that oh, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, well, I guess this is where we should end off because my girlfriend just arrived home and I must greet her. Okay, nice. Uh, I just want to quickly say, I know everyone's probably already done yes. this, but please vote. Borat told you to vote. We're telling you to vote. John and I have voted. Um and fuck it, vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll say it. Vote for Big um, Boy Movies endorses Joe Biden. Yeah, as the, as the candidate. Big Boy Joe Biden just got the Big Boy yeah. Movies endorsement. <laughs> Holy shit! Someone yeah. call the media. Um, but yeah, uh, we got about a week to go before the nightmare hellscape that will be November third. So buckle in, everyone. Please vote. And uh, until next time, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>